Welcome to the Talking Small Podcast, where we make that podcast platinum. Samurai Deli, put them viewers in. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Small Podcast. It has been a while, stain for sure. Your boy's been working a whole lot, but it's that time of the year where you get that very, very special pod, the once a year. It's an annual tradition, whether I'm working my ass off or not, I always get with my buddy Jeremy Son, and we talk donkeys on the eve of the Kentucky Derby. Jeremy, how are you doing today? Living the dream, brother. You know, this time of the year, less than a week away from the Kentucky Derby, it just gets uh, it just gets the feelings going, man. It's like no, it's like nothing else. Ready to rock and roll, ready to crack these bitches. I love that, and it's Cinco de Drinco. So, what are you drinking, Jer? I just got off work, so uh, you know, up in the office, we have a little Crown Royal, and uh, for my homies down in uh, Mexico that don't drink Crown Royal, I poured myself one for them. love it all right let's jump right into the kentucky derby that's going to be this saturday may the 7th and it's going to be around like 5 30 local time somewhere in there nbc is going to be showing the coverage just check your check your local listings all right so in the one post we have mo dongle at 10 to 1 in the second post we have happy jack at 30 to 1 in the three posts we have epicenter at 7 to 2 in the four posts, we have Summer is Tomorrow at 30 to 1. In the five posts, we have Smile Happy at 20 to 1. In the six, ho- six posts, we have Messier at 8 to 1. In the seven posts, we have Crown Pride at 20 to 1. In the eight posts, we have Charge It at 20 to 1. In the nine posts, we have Tis the Bomb at 30 to 1. In the 10 posts, we have Zandon at 3 to 1. In the 11 posts, we have Pioneer of Medina at 30 to 1. In the 12 posts, we have Tabia at 12 to 1. In the 13 post, we have Simplification at 20 to 1. In the 14 post, we have Barber Road at 30 to 1. In the 15 post, we have White Abario at 10 to 1. In the 16 post, we have Cyberknife at 20 to 1. In the 17 post, we have Classic Causeway at 30 to 1. In the 18 post, we have Tawny Port at 30 to 1. In the 19 post, we have Zozos at 20 to 1. And in the 20 posts, we have Ethereal Road at 30 to 1. All right, let's break down these horses individually, Jerry. You ready? Yep. I was thinking about this earlier. And, um, you know, they have the card the entire day on NBC. And, you know, every year they have the Breeders' Cup, which are the two-year-olds. And that's usually when? In, like, late summer, early fall? Yep. I was thinking, how awesome would it be if they did basically like a Breeders' Cup, the race before the Kentucky Derby. You know, make it like, hey, these are the horses you might be seeing next year. Oh, and run the ju- that- run the two-year-olds, the juveniles type thing? Yeah. I think that would be freaking awesome. Kind of like the Oaks. You, you know, the Oaks is huge. Now, yeah, that's all the bitches. But I, I think that would be an awesome add-on to the Derby Day to um, – just make it that much more exciting on basically hey here's what we think the preview is going to be i don't i don't dislike the idea i think it's got some issues because there's a lot of these horses that don't really run as two-year-olds now everybody's 
taking the NBA approach and just fucking taking days off and they're not racing as much. So I don't know what the crop would be there. And then I don't know breeding cycle would they even be ready, but I would always love more donkeys. So if we could work it out, I'd definitely watch. Oh, I, I, I would love that. I think a lot of people would, but I mean, yeah, of course it does bring up the issue with their maturity level uh, and where they're at. But uh, I think that's something that they should consider doing one day. I like it. On. More big races, more, more, more. Speaking of races, you ready to get into the card? Let's roll. All right, so we start with the one horse, Mo Dongle by Todd the Bitch Pletcher, ridden by, now, I didn't check my uh, my jockey, so if I get one of these wrong, just go ahead and correct me. Irad or Tits, one of the best to ever do it. Hey, Jer, what do you think about this horse? You know, Mo Dangus is going to be a pretty good horse. He's coming in at 10 to 1. Um, and all five of his stars, he's finishing the money each time. And two of them have been in uh, grade two stakes races. Uh, his biggest win was at the Wood Memorial, which has been around forever. Um, you know, he's a popular derby horse among many of the horse players. But he has a big flaw to him. And he has either had a slow or a troublesome start in four of his five races. And uh, with him being a closer... I think this could bring issues for him because especially being in that one post, which is a tough situation, you come off on a slow start, you're trapped. And uh, I kind of think those components might be against him, especially in the race with 19 other bitches running. Yeah, so that's exactly what I wrote down here. I, I think being at the wire could be an issue for him because in the Wood Memorial, even though he had an Equibase speed figure of 103 he was kind of off the pace and was more of a closer and he was really kind of stuck on the rail so yeah with the more horses potentially being stuck on the rail it might not be exactly where he wants to be at that point of the race i kind of agree with you on there i probably won't have any money on mo dungus yeah i'm i'm not gonna put anything on him uh don't expect him to really do well and you know i've been watching a bunch of races today uh that these horses ran and not just Never impressed with him. Uh, even the Wood Memorial that he did win, I just he wasn't that impressive. I don't think somebody from the Wood Memorials won the Derby in a very long time. All right, you ready to go to the number two horse, which is Happy yep. Jack, thirty to one, Cali horse trained by Doug O'Neill, uh, Rafael Benjero is the jockey, I believe. Don't pronounce his name right because. This horse ain't going to do shit. He's off a third place in the Santa Anita Derby with an 80 sport, 84 speed figure. I just don't I just don't like those chances. There's other closers in this race that are better than him. Now, he does have four starts. He's got a, a one win, two places. No, I'm sorry, two shows. But I just don't – I can't see him stepping up the competition here. There's going to be too many horses in his way. I think there's a lot of speed – and a lot of stalkers in this race. Happy Jack, he's gonna he's gonna catch it from the sidelines. He ain't he ain't shit. Glue factory. Uh, did you watch that Santa Anita Derby? I did. I um, I rewatched did it you... today. <laughs> it was it was such a blowout. I mean, <laughs> Messier and Tabo, however you pronounce that horse, just they won by what? Probably about twenty. It was only them two up front. It was probably a twenty length difference between the horse that showed which was happy jack yeah it was a complete joke happy jack spoiled milk 
I agree. All right, going to number three. Let's keep this rolling. We got Epicenter by Steve Asmussen, written by Joel Rosario. Off a win at the Louisiana Derby with a 97 speed figure, Jer. Six starts, four wins, one place. 880,000 career earnings, sat on the leader, impressed the pace, a little sweeping move at the end to clinch it for the field. What do you think about Epicenter? I think you need to check the, check that mathematics. I think he's part of the Million Dollar Club. Ooh. Um, having six stars, four wins, one show. Uh, Epicenter is going to be up there, brother. Uh, you know, he's just rampaged through the four race uh, for the Derby Series. Uh, a lot of his preparations were at the fairgrounds, like you said. Just, that just ran really well at the Louisiana Derby. Uh, also won the uh, Risen Star Stakes. Um, Which is an know, important race here, Jeremy, because they, they have a lot of horses that, from the Derby that was in that race, which is a really, really right. odd. I had to go back and watch that race today to make sure I kind of understood what happened there. Oh, yeah. I mean, at the fairgrounds this year, I think in the Risen Star Stakes, we had Epicenter, we had Zozo's. Uh, we had, um, we, we had, hold on one second. I believe you had we Zandon, had Pine- right? You had him too. Zandon was in it. Pioneer of Medina was in it. Um, and I want to say Smile Happy was yep, in it Yep, Smile Happy well. was in it too, yep. I mean, that, that, I, I was, I was thinking myself, that's the race I want to go to next year. You know, screw the Louisiana Derby. I want to go to that Risen Star Stakes. Always horses in this Derby that are branding that. And, um, yeah, dude, Epicenter is, look like it's just going to be, Epicenter, I'm sorry, looks like he's just going to be one of the top horses this this Derby. And um, is this going to be the year that the winner of the Louisiana Derby takes home? The Kentucky Derby. I think it's a possibility, man. I don't know. Stevie uh, doesn't win there. Stevie just he, not good in the Kentucky Derby. He he has his struggles, that's for sure. But, you know, and we'll go over this a little bit later, but, you know, kind of all trainers on deck this year because the man, the myth, the legend is out. But uh, we'll, we'll dive into that a little bit later. But uh, Epicenter is going to have a good run, man. I don't, I don't really see him – I don't. Uh, is he going to win? That's to be determined. But I don't see him having a bad run. I, I like his style in this race because there's a couple of rabbits in here that are going to be going to the front. If the pace is hot, he likes to kind of sit right off the pace. Look, look for him to pick up some pieces there. I, I think he's definitely a. He, if you're doing a, a trifecta and he's not in there, then I think you got something wrong going. Yes, I agree. All right, going going to the four horse, a little thirty to one shot. Summer is tomorrow. Well, you might as well call this horse is never by some bootpot. Seymour Michael Bazanal Balonza is the uh, jockey. Yeah, I don't got his name right because they don't der- deserve any respect. Coming off the UAE Derby, finishing second place now. Was running like a horse out there, but fucking tired out at the end. And guess what? The Kentucky Derby's a little longer. He's got seven starts, two wins, three places, got around 300K of earnings. But as all UAE horses, send him straight to the glue factory. This pace setter, he ain't got enough stamina to run. But this is going to be your rabbit. It's going to be one of the ones out front. Uh, could uh, allow for a lot of pieces to be picked up later in the race. Yeah, you know, UAE, welcome to America. Get the fuck out. 
Exactly. All right, going to the five horse. A little smile happy. One of those ones we kind of talked about that was in the Risen Star stakes down in the fairgrounds. Uh, Kenneth McPeak is the trainer. A little Corey Lannery is your jockey off a second in the Bluegrass Stakes with a 104 speed figure, which is uh, pretty fast. He got four starts, two wins, two places. Uh, I got him around like 550000 uh, He likes to sit right off the pace, took a lead, but was caught by Zandon uh, in that Bluegrass Stakes, was forced really outside, so the fifth position should kind of help him. He, I think he had a wide run. So I kind of like Smile Happy here. What do you think, Jer? Yeah, I mean, you know, he's kind of just – He's just showed up and he's done well. Um, as a two-year-old, uh, he won the Kentucky Jockey Club Stakes, and then this year in 2022, as you mentioned, uh, he's placed in his only two starts. He placed in the Risen Star Stakes, where he was uh, two lanes behind Epicenter, and also placed at the Toyota Bluegrass Stakes, finish, finishing behind the favorite Vanden. Uh, you know, I don't think that Smile Happy is going to win this race. But I would not be surprised at all if we see him in a trifecta or superfecta. And, you know, he's one of these horses that if you want to put money on in a tri or superfecta, this is a horse that is 20 to 1 now. I wouldn't be surprised if he drops to, say, 15 to 1, 12 to 1 in that range. But this is a horse that you can possibly get some money on, with some money on. And um, I expect a pretty solid run from Smile Happy this year. I like it, Jer. You ready to go to number six, Mister Eight to One Messier, little Tim? You, before, oh, go ahead. Before you before you go on about Messier, Messier kind of gets my dick a little hard. And uh, go ahead. Well, everybody will know why here in a minute. Well, so I see this trainer Tim Yachtine and John Velasquez. Who is Tim back? Yachtine, and why is John Velasquez riding for this fucking first-timer? Because I ain't seen that name anywhere. You know, I was wondering the same thing. I said, Tim Yachtine. Who the fuck is Tim Yachtine? And then I went down. I'm going to spoil a little bit. I went down to the number 12 horse, Taba. How do you pronounce it? Do you know, you know Harley? I think it's Tabia. Tabia. I was, and then Tabia has big money Mike running mike smith running i was like hold on what the fuck is going on and then you look at them like wait they're both santa anita horses who is tim yakton yakteen well let me explain to you who the hell tim yakteen is as we all know our favorite big fucking bob and his big fucking dick for some reason got kicked out of kentucky because he just wins too much he didn't he never gave his horse any performance enhancing drugs Big fucking Bob is the performance-enhancing drug. Big Bob, as the trainer, is all the drugs that you need. He ain't injecting them. He is the performance-enhancing drug. And so going on with Messier here, big fucking Bob was his trainer up until before the um, Santa Anita Derby, whenever Big Bob said, hey, Tim, who Tim Yakteen, by the way, is Big Bob's former assistant his former assistant trainer i should say so you tell me that big bob isn't involved in this race you're out of your fucking mind messier comes into the kentucky derby having finished in the exact in all six of his starts uh, and with a career equibase figure of 107 which is tied for the highest with zandon is best in the field 
He's been well-supported since his first race in June 2021 when he finished second at Los Alamos. When he debuted as a three-year-old, he dominated by 15 lanes at the Robert B. Lewis Stakes at Santa Anita. Like I said, wondering why he's such supported and so successful. Well, it's because Big Fucking Bob was his trainer. And if you've been under a rock, Big Bob is a performance-enhancing drug. And Kentucky's just stupid. They're a bunch of pussies. They're tired of seeing Big Bob with his fucking blue sunglasses being supported by the most beautiful fucking people on this planet. So they banned him. Fuck Kentucky. Fuck them. They don't want him in. So Big Bob's going to find a way to stick his big fucking dick in the ass. And that's what he's going to do here. He's going to take fucking Messier and he's going to take Tabia and he's going to run all over fucking Kentucky and he's going to stick it right up their fucking asses. Expect fucking Messier and expect fucking Tabia to run and be one and fucking two in this derby and you fucking heard it. Because Big Bob's going to stick it in Kentucky's ass. Those, been, those I, horses wanting, wanted the steroids. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been wanting to get that off my chest for a fucking while. Fuck Kentucky. Anyways, going back to this. Um, yeah, I mean, great fucking horses. Um, Tabia is what some people say is a little bit favored compared to uh, Messier, but I, I don't see it, man. Every every race I've seen Messier run has just been phenomenal. And uh, I expect Messier to just run his ass off. Well, the line, opening line, Jer, Messier was 8-1. to one. I see Tabia 12-1. to one. So I think the odds makers kind of like it. He got caught by Tabia, and that was a hell of a race. Santa Anita Derby, they were out in front of everybody, like you said earlier. And I think mm-hmm. I that has me a little worried here that maybe he got the distance wrong and with a faster pace, and he kind of presses it a little bit. I, I, I'm just I'm a little worried there that he doesn't have enough in the in the gas tank there. But Big Bob definitely likes to uh, give a little extra gas in the gas tank, so we'll see what Tim Yakin gives him on race day morning. Exactly. Uh, I expect a huge run from from FDA. All right, now we go to the seven horse. This is another one of those UAE United fucking Emirates get the fuck out of our country. Crown Pride. I like how they all have English names and they come from goddamn land of the rising sun here. Trained by Kochi Shintani, by, written by Christoph Lehmary, whatever his fucking name is. Four starts, three wins, about $730,000. He did win at the UAE where he ran down Summer is Never, uh, which was the very fast race. I will say it looked really impressive, but I bet all the other horses were wearing uh, concrete blocks. Uh, but he did look good on the finishing kick. He comes in 20 to 1 here. Uh, I say no shot. Jer, you have anything on this horse? Yeah, no. The owner made a huge financial mistake buying this. You know, obviously those UAE guys just print their own cash. Uh, pretty sure that his. Uh, the owner's son has a little quick stop uh, gas station right next to the store, so he can go fuck himself. All right. Now we go to the eight horse. 
uh, 20 to 1, racing mostly out of Florida. Charge it by, again, Todd Pletcher, his second horse in this race, ridden by Luis Saez. Three starts, one win, two places, about $230,000 in career earnings off the Florida Derby with a 98 speed figure, which lost to uh, White Abario and edged out um, simplification right there at the end. Uh, finished, uh, ran just off the pace, did not look too much, uh, let me rephrase that, did not look like he had much left at the line. Uh, any chance you uh, are like in charge it after a place in the Florida Derby? Well, so watching the Florida Derby, he, he had his opportunities to, to really pull forward with that race. And he was closing very well. He came kind of out of nowhere in the final stretch, but it looked like he took the final turn way too wide. Uh, he did make up quite a bit of ground, but just w- wasn't enough to catch uh, White Abario. And um, I think that shows some immaturity on his part. Um, but he closed well, and I think he's going to finish around mid- midway of the pack. Uh, with this race, but I don't think there's really going to be anything else from him. Yeah, I, I just don't think he's got the stamina to make it there. All right, we're going to the number nine. Tis the bomb runs mostly out of Kentucky, thirty to one opening line. Kenneth McPeak, Brian Hernandez, jockey, eight starts, which is a lot for this field. Five wins, one place. He's in the million dollar club. Uh, just coming off the Jeff Ruby Stakes uh, winner with a 105 speed figure, and l- earlier in his career had a 109 at Del Mar. So this guy's got got some good races under his belt. Uh, ran just off the leaders, and uh, he finished strong. Uh, the The fact that this horse is 31 kind of gets me a little confused there. But looking back at the competition, really hadn't raced against anybody. You have anything on Tis the Bomb? Yeah, I got something on Tis Law. Spoiled milk. Get him out. Taking up space. Yeah, he's won a million dollars. Who gives a shit? He's ran eight horses. He's got dead leg at this point. He's done. All right. Now moving to the race favorite in the 10 hole. Three to one open line running mostly out of Kentucky. Zandon. I'm glad we don't have fucking dirt on this pod because we'd spend 20 minutes with fucking Chad Brown's dick in his mouth and Flavian Pratt uh, <laughs> as a jockey. Four starts with two wins, one place, one show. Uh, he's got about $700,000 in earnings. Coming off the blue gla- bluegrass stakes with a win and a really high speed figure of a 107. And that speed figure is even more impressive because he looked like he was in traffic the entire race. Got that one opening and just fucking ran. Uh, his, rise, uh, his risen star, though, he was only a 93 at the fairground. So is, is all the hype coming off of one race? Jer, what do you got on Zandon? Yeah, like I said, two and a half lanes victory at the bluegrass stakes. Um, same Mexico base figure as Messier, tied for the best in the pack. Uh, you know, one of his worst races, though, was at the Risen Star Stakes, um, showing behind Epicenter and Smile Happy. Um, and he also lost by a nose to Modangus uh, in last year's Remsen Stakes. Um, been kind of, you know, he's the favorite, but. I'm not seeing it, Harley. He's vulnerable. I'm really not. You know, he, he is vulnerable. Uh, it feels like if he's trapped up, then he he's, he kind of falls back a little bit. And with this race, with so many horses, he's going to be in traffic. So I'm just, you, you know, the, the, the 
the 10 post is one of the more popular posts that I believe had some of the most winners come out of that post. But I, I'm, I'm normally a favorite guy and they're favorites for a reason. And I'm, I'm confused here on, you know, I, I, I had, he, he has, he has had some uh, good practice time recently, but you know, as far as his actual performance, I'm, I'm not seeing it. I think what you have here is you have a high speed figure. You have Chad Brown as the kind of celebrity trainer and Flavor and Pratt, who that combo's done pretty well. So I, I think you're looking more at the at the trainer jockey combo and in the pole position instead of the horse. And I think that's where you can get uh, tripped up a little bit. Public money kind of loves there. I'll probably be staying away from Zandon. Probably won't even have him in any of my. Uh, exactos or trifectas in there because i really am looking for i'm really looking for him to become a favorite so i can get better odds on what i'm going for and uh increase my payouts go to about we're going to have a two-to-one horse at some point i think it's going to be epicenter um i wouldn't be surprised to see a horse like messier or tabia drop to you know the five to ones as well uh in that range I just I, – I'm not seeing it with Zandon, and I'm not feeling it with Zandon either. You know, he – in my opinion, these horses at some point need to have just a blowout victory. They need to just wow you, and he's not – he he hasn't. All right, we'll go to the 11 horse now. Jer is not impressed with uh, the 10. I don't think he's going to be impressed with the 11 either. 31 Pioneer of Medea. Todd Pletcher, again, ridden by Joe Bravo. Six starts, two wins, one place, two shows, about $180,000 in earnings. Was third at the Louisiana Derby with a 91 speed figure, and I wrote down no shot straight to the glue factory. Do you concur? Yes, fuck Todd Pletcher. Todd Pletcher's overrated. He could suck a dick. Fuck him. All right, now let's go to the 12. We kind of talked about him a little bit, but we'll we'll dive in some more. Uh, Tebia. Uh, twelve to one right now. Uh, Tim Yachtin, alias for Big Bob and his big fucking dick, about f- almost five hundred thousand dollars in winnings. Again, somehow Tim Yachtin's pulling Mike Smith. Two starts, two wins. So that's the impressive thing here. He comes off the Santa Anita Derby with a lot of speed there, stalked the pace, and then just kind of, kind of went by Messier uh, at the end. I mean, it it wasn't it wasn't like he was pulled way far ahead but i still thought he had some more in the tank there lightly raced but there's a lot of high-end potential here if he can improve on his last start what do you think about the 12 it's going to be possibly a quintessential x factor in this race uh he only has two races under his belt that both win um first win was under big bob and his big dick then he was obviously transferred over to timmy boy uh, once he was transferred over to Timothy, uh, he derby by beating Big Bob as a second bitch, Messier by two and a quarter lanes. Um, like I just mentioned, could possibly be even by the time the gates close for the Kentucky Derby. But the biggest question is he's only had he's only had two races, and he's only defeated a total of 11, 11 other horses. Uh, and obviously this Kentucky Derby, he's going to have 19 other horses to run again. So that's going to be something that might be interesting. And there's been only other, there's been only one other bitch that's won the Kentucky Derby with only two starts. 
that happened in 1883 when Leonidas won. Um, you can go back and watch the 1883 fight on YouTube if you choose. Um, let me know if you find it. Um, but he has Big Money Mike as his jockey. Uh, Big Money Mike had two bitches win, his, win in Kentucky Derbies when he was on the back of Giacomo and Justify. Expect a big run from Tabia. Um, but, you know, how's he going to... How's he going to do with the other 19 horses around him? You know, I kind of think that's a little overrated. It depends on his break. He's at a good position, so he can go wide if he needs to. Um, I, I, I think he might have a very good run. All right, so we go to the 13, a 20-to-1 shot simplification. Antonio Sano, Jose Ortiz, uh, about uh, seven stars, three wins, one show, two places. Uh, about $575,000 in earnings off a third place with a 92 speed rating in the Florida Derby. And I got a common theme here. If you were in the Florida Derby, I think you got no shot. It looked like everybody was running quicksand there. I don't think there was that much speed out there. And I'm just not feeling any Florida Derby horses. What do you think about simplification? Don't, don't really have anything on simplification. Not going to do well. Uh, Finishing the bottom third. Fuck him. All right, going to the 14. Barber Road, 31. Trainer John Ortiz, uh, Relu Gutierrez, jockey. Eight starts, which is probably the high in the field. Two wins, four shows, one third. Uh, we got a $650,000 purse off a place in the Arkansas Derby with a only 91 speed uh, factor. I would say he ran off most of the race, uh, off the pace for most of the race, kind of boxed in a little bit. I think he could have made a run at the lead, but he was just kind of boxed in. A, and when he started coming, Cyberknife was already uh, ahead of him, so we'll talk about him later. I know I don't think you have much on Barber Road, but this is kind of my – Dark horse right here to come collect some pieces as a long off closer. I, I kind of like this horse to come in. He's a professional, eight start, so he, he's not going to be, uh, you know, uh, shy about the occasion. I think he's going to run probably well. He's going to be coming at the end, and I'm going to be sitting there screaming at the TV for Barber Road to just take a take a piece of that trifecta. What you what you think about uh, Barber Road here? Yeah, I mean, I think a super effect is a possibility with um, Barbara Road. You know, Barbara Road's been one of these horses, um, very similar to Smile Happy, that's never got the big win, but has ran very well. And um, I didn't do much research. She was right on the cusp of me really writing down a lot of information on him. Um, but he, he's been solid, but solid ain't going to be good enough. Um, you know, I, th- I think that you putting, you know, putting some money on him as a long shot or adding him into a trifecta, superfecta isn't a bad idea. Um, but he's just been solid, you know, and I just think that there's better horses. I think he might finish top 10. <laughs> um, but is he enough to win place a show? Oh, and I don't know. Okay. All right. Well, I respect your opinion there, and I'll probably still place the bets accordingly because guess what? I want to make some money, and I I love the long dogs. All right. We're going 15. This donkey is our buddy Craig's favorite donkey because he's the white Abario by Safi Joseph, written by Tyler Gaffleon. 
Uh, five starts, four wins, one plays, 800 and about 25K in winnings. Comes off that Florida Derby that I just think is a piece of shit with a 99 speed factor. I just think they're, that they're over overpriced. I, I don't like the Florida Derby. Uh, no bet here with White Albario. What do you think? I think he's not bad. Oh, all right. Tell me why. He has a very impressive resume. uh, Aside from Epicenter, he's won two of three starts as a two-year-old with his only with his love coming and Bakes finishing behind Smile Happy and Classic Causeway. You know, he he also has two important Derby race prep wins uh, at Gulfstream, including a one and a quarter length victory at Florida Derby itself. You know, he seems to have a perfect stock team running style and should angle out there uh, on the final turn and around the mid-pack position and finish strong. Only question mark is that all of his victories came at Gulfstream. That seems to be where he runs. Uh, his jockey, uh, Tyler Gapabaloni, uh, was also riding him his last two stakes wins. So they have some history together. They've been winning together. Um, I wouldn't. Ex- I, I I have him up there, Harley, and I know that you're not a fan of these Florida horses, but I I, ha- I have him up there on my uh, picks list. Okay. Hey, look, we can plus, agree to disagree plus, on this one. It just, uh, you know, you make a good call because he doesn't. He does know how to win. So you got to you got to give credit for horses that know how to win. I just don't see it in this in this field with the with the rabbits out there. But go. Uh, but you know what? I'll take your opinion. I'll respectfully uh, do nothing with it, but uh, I like your style. This will be the one that wins after I fucking shit talk the horse, though. <laughs> All right, we go to the 16, 20 to 1 shot Cyberknife by Brad Suck My Cox, written by Florent Drew. Uh, we got six starts, three wins, two places, about 860K lifetime, off a 95 speed figure at the Arkansas Derby. You know, okay. It was all right, race. What do you think about Cyberknife? I mean, like you said, winner of the Arkansas Derby uh, with Barber Road finishing second. Uh, he has a few other victories at the fairgrounds as well, um, but lost to Epicenter at, uh, by a big noticeable lead. You know, Cyberknife is okay. That Arkansas Derby sucked. Uh, it was boring. It was slow. Just like you think the, Ar- the Florida Derby was slow, I thought that the Arkansas Derby was just – Nothing impressive at all came out of Arkansas. <laughs> this is what I wrote, Jeremy. It said just not the convincing field in the Arky. Just you're right. It's just kind of like blah. But you know what? I I kind of like the Barber Road because I think pieces could fall. But yeah, go ahead. But it, like there's nothing's gonna happen. Cyber expect Cyberknife to be sent to the Ukraine so that people can eat it. That's the only that's the best thing that's gonna happen to Cyberknife. Oh fuck! All right, we're going to Classic Causeway, thirty to one. Brian Lynch, Julian Laparu, uh, jockey there. Six starts, three wins, one place, one show. Five hundred twenty thousand, off an eleventh place finish at the Florida Derby. So you know I don't like him. Has speed, but I think this distance is too far. I wrote no shot. Well, and and you're right. He doesn't have any shot, but it's crazy because he's had some decent races this year um you know he he's he's won well multiple times at Tampa Bay Downs this year um 
but just nothing else really. And yeah, I mean, nothing's going to happen with them. Spoiled uh, milk. That's the way to put it. All right, now we go to the 18. Tawny Port. Now, I believe this 30 to 1 shot was also in our favorite Risen Star Stakes. Brad, suck my cocks again. Ricardo Santana is the jockey. He'll be in the irons. Five stars, three wins, one place, about 425K. He won the Lexington States with a 99 speed figure. I think there's better stalkers in this race. Uh, his showing at Risen, Risen Star with all the other horses that are in this field, I just don't see it. What you think about Tawny yeah. Port? No, I'm good. He's going to drop to about 50 to 1. He's dead. All right. Now we go to another one of the rabbits here. Number 19, Zuzos. 21, again by Brad Suck My Cox, written by Manny Franco. Three starts, two wins, one place. 200 about 90K and winning second in the Louisiana Derby with 94 speed figure. Front runner, but in my notes, I don't think he can go the distance. Jer, what do you think about Zuzos? Same thing uh, with, with some of these other horses. has been solid. That's it. Just solid. Um, he's going to be solid enough to take a big shit in the middle of the track and just fall to his death. I don't care. Get him out. He's a waste of space. Another horse that's going to probably be about, you know, probably 40 to 1 or 50 to 1 by the end of the, by the time the gates close. All right. So this horse in the 20 spot that's 31 right now, I think this will be the longest shot in the race. Ethereal Road. Wayne Lucas, Luis Contreras, seven starts, one win, one place, one show. Uh, off a of fourth in the Stone Street, Lexington Stakes with a 94, uh, 94 speed factor. I, I think he's got no shot. I think he sucks. I don't know why he's here. Th- this horse, I just, I can't, I don't even know how he's in the race with the rest of them. This guy's terrible. Um, yeah, it's, because it's, it's because this horse, this, 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 this horse has has uh down syndrome harley and this is actually a very sad story and uh the kentucky derby nowadays has decided that every really slow horse there that they have they're going to put into the 20 the 20 post that way everybody has a shot so um you know nice to see you hey let's let's shake the hands let's kiss the babies but get the fuck off the track you don't belong there all right so we re- we reached the end here now, the question everybody wants to know is, what are we betting? How are we betting? What are we doing? And you said it earlier, and I already had it marked down. I'm going Tim Yachtin with Big Bob and his big fucking dick right up his big fucking ass. I like the 12-8 exacta. I like the 12 a little more to win. And I'm going to throw the 14 in there for my trifecta. So I like a 12-8-14 trifecta. And you know, Jer, we got to box it. And then at the same time, actually, I'll probably just box the 12 and the 8 and just throw the 14 under them on both because I, I don't like the 14 Harley, getting Harley, seven. Harley, Harley, for the people, you got to say the horse's name. We haven't been saying. Uh, um, okay. All right. We'll go with the 12 is uh, Tibia, the 8 is Messier, and the 14 is Barber Road. Those are the three horses I like in a trifecta. No, 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 no. The Messier is the sixth horse. Oh, yeah, hold on. Did I write that down wrong? Uh, oh, yes, I did. Yeah, I picked Charge It from the Florida der- Derby. Don't want that one for sure. Thank you, Jared. Way to write down uh, the, the correct numbers here by you. Uh, I like a 12-6-14 trifecta. 
and I'm not going to box it. I want to go over and under with the twelve what? and six. Harley, Harley, what do you what do you always do? I, I get it. Always box it. I just don't see the fourteen getting in between Big Bob and his big fucking dick sandwich. I, I like the You're fourteen right. to just pick up the pieces. You're right. You're right. You don't see it, but. If it happens, you're going to really kick All right, I'm going to box it. I'm, I'm I'm how about this? I'm not going to box it like for the same uh, payout for or the same stake on each one of them, but I'll sprinkle a little bit with the 14 winning and the 14 coming in second with those horses. All right, so give me – what do you have again? All right, I'm going with now. the Tebia and Messier and Barber Road. Those are my three horses. I'm going to play Tabia to win. I'm going to play Barber Road to, to show. And then I'm going to play a, uh, the Tabia, Barber Road, and Messier trifecta. And I will kind of box it, but not really because I don't want to put that much money on the 14 to win there. So I'll uh, I'll put a little smaller stake on him and uh, win in place on that trifecta box. Wow, nothing with the epicenter, huh? See, I... I I like Epicenter, but I want to hit the I want the fourteen to hit because I want that big payout. I, I think Epicenter is going to be in there, and what I I see me rooting against Epicenter at the last stages for Barbaro to catch him, while the other two Big Bob horses are just running around by themselves, looking like they're on steroids. But of course, they wouldn't. I be. mean, that's. I mean, are you are you are you playing for for a payout? Or are you paying to actually win? Like, are you paying for? Are are you, are you basically putting one dollar on a horse that's 99 to one with the hopes of it winning that way you could just jump around or you wanting to win multiple times because you bet good horses you, you see where i'm going with this oh i, I understand i understand what you're saying here jer but what i'm going to tell you is i like the 14 i think i'm going i think i'm going to win so I, i'm good with my tw- my 12 6 14 that's tabia messier and barber road I, I respect it. No, you don't. You can you can tell me I, it's going to lose. If Dirt had I mean, the same horses, of course he wouldn't because he has Zandon's dick probably right in his ass right now. Um, I, I mean, I mean, you might as well put Ethel Road into your super factor. That way, you know, it's a feel-good story. <laughs> All right. What you, what you got? All right. Just like you, mine's just a little bit different up top. I got Messier with Big Bob and his big fucking dick. The six horse winning. I got Epicenter sh- placing. I got White Barrio. I'm sorry, I got Tabia Show and I got White Barrio and the four spot is my super factor. Big Bob and his big dick is not going to physically be there, quote unquote, but God damn it, he's going to remind the world. He's going to remind Kentucky that Big Bob and his big fucking dick is going to be there to win it all. So do an exact box, Messier Epicenter. Make sure to box it. Don't be a fool. Then do a trifecta box, Messier Epicenter to be a box that bitch. Who cares what when it, what what top three are at that point? You're going to win no matter what. Boom. There it is. Box it. Always box it. If you call me a pussy for boxing it, fuck you. I don't care. Box the motherfucker. And if and I'll probably take a I'll probably take your picks right there, and then also throw that superfecta with my buddy Barber Road on there. So I'll be ve- heavily invested in Barber Road for no good damn reason. All right, uh, Harley, I love the fact that you and I are both on this fucking Kentucky. Big Bob's gonna figure it out. Of course, I, I love it. Tim Yachtine? I don't even know if he exists. I haven't even seen this I, guy. 
I think Tim Yachtin is going to be Big Bob in a disguise. <laughs> That'd be great. Big Bob with a little fake disguise in there, a little like jo- uh, Bobby Valentine back in the dugout. Oh, man, that'd I just be love great. It. And whenever he wins, all he's going to do is pull out those blue sun- those blue sunglasses that he has and just wear them. <laughs> I would That's love to he- see that. Tim Yachtin just going full Big Bob, just looking exactly like him, pulling out the same shades. Oh, That's when he breaks kayfabe and pulls out the fucking blue glasses. Oh, such a good heel move. God damn. I, I'm just oh, yeah. a sucker for a heel. All right. So that's our coverage of the Kentucky Derby. I uh, really appreciate Jeremy uh, joining me here. The Our best horse expert. Last year, I think we had too many cooks in the kitchen, Jer. I think uh, Dirt uh, was kind of a little talking over people too much. Just a little uh, out of check. I don't know if Wider was really the best host there. So it wasn't a great booth in the last one, even though it got tons of views. So shout out Wider for uh, hosting last year. But what you th- what you think, Jerry? You, you ready? You ready to uh? You ready to win some money with some horses, some donkeys? <laughs> Who's not, man? Like I like I was saying earlier, you know, it's it's all you and I were talking before. How man, it's exhausting doing all this uh, research. It really is. It's time consuming. It's it's it's. There's just a lot of shit that's going through your mind at all times, and but just talking about it just makes you feel alive. You know, freaking. Race day is a couple of days away, man. The, the the best three minutes of anyone's life every year comes all the time, the first Saturday in May. So speaking speaking of the races, where are you going to watch this race, Jer? Because uh, there's it's Slidell's a casino um, establishment. So what you, where are you going to watch it? Well, I'm going to um, to our favorite lawyer Chrissy's house. Oh, um, yes, he's got the UFC fights he's going to be showing later. So he's going to have a derby party in that nice mansion of his? Oh, I don't know if he's going to have a derby party. I'm going to make sure he puts it on, though. Oh, you should definitely show up in derby attire Oh, it's, with the it's, blue it's glasses. Not, blue glasses for sure. I fucking love it. If I have some blue glasses, I totally wear them. I may have to try to find something out here quick. The Army Surplus doesn't have uh, Big Bob's glasses for sale? Oh, man, we... No, you know, Big Bob's not our clientele. Wait, hey, could, without being, uh, you know, too, um, how you say, demeaning, what, what's the Army Surplus clientele look like coming in and out of that store right now? Well, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of Trump guys, you know, a, a lot of people who you sometimes question uh, if they're uh, Republican or not, uh, because they come in and they wear um, Buck Biden and you know, just a lot, a lot of good old boys that come through the store. I'll put it to you like that. And, um, you know, we have a lot of old guys that come in and sit around the counter and they just tell war stories to each other. And uh, a lot of crazy people that ask that talk to us about shit that I really don't care about. But uh, sometimes you got to nod your head. Uh, but recently, we've had altogether probably about 10 customers that have come into the store. And say they're prepared. They're preparing to go to the Ukraine to fight. What? And oh yeah, and they're coming in and they're buying all sorts of stuff. I mean, we've had some huge sales from these guys, and um, you know they'll come in and they'll either say, "Yeah, I'm preparing to go to the Ukraine," or we'll, you know, get to talking with them and they'll say, "Yeah, just preparing to go to the Ukraine." And 
Well, okay. Interesting. Do, okay. <laughs> so, so um, do you think these guys, how long do you think they'd make it in the Ukraine? Do these look like ex-military types or are these like your Craigs and dirts of the world that are just walking in looking out of shape, but just want a reason to make violence? I, I, I think that, I, I think I've had about two guys come in that you're like, okay, this guy's former military. He can probably handle himself or he, he's going to know what he's doing. The other one, are people that I think just really want to try to kill somebody and uh, kind of that they're out to do it. I mean, they come in, they're pretty fucking crazy. I give them about a good five minutes before they're dead, um, which I kind of hope that's not the case because they've been good shoppers. I want them to come back and shop more at uh, Federal Army Surplus, your connection to the outdoors. And, uh, and the Ukraine. And the Ukraine. And the Ukraine. And the Ukraine. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I mean, they come in to buy They'll, they'll buy freaking everything. Just I wish that Chris that Chris is on this podcast because uh, Chris came in recently. And he said, "Give me a tour of what you sell the Ukraine guys," and he loved it. Oh, that sounds like such a great tour. If you're a viewer of the Talking Small podcast and you go into the Slidell Army Surplus store right next to the uh, illustrious strip club, uh, oh wow, I'm blanking on it. This is this is not. Right. Scuttlebutt. Scuttlebutt. Yeah, there you go. Wait, 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 wait. Rest in peace, Scuttlebutt. Wait, it's gone? Buddy, it's gone. The sign's gone. All the signs are gone. It's it's deserted. Well, I got to say, they were offering too low prices on hand jobs in that place, so I I can see why they couldn't keep keep the lights on. Allegedly. We have to remember who we heard that source from. That's allegedly what the price was. Okay, so you got people coming into Ukraine. Chris is getting a tour. What kind of stuff are they buying? Are they like body armor or are they trying to get uh, AR-15 oh, no. types? Well, so we don't sell firearms, um, but they come in, they'll buy boots. They'll buy uh, the plate carriers, to, you know, the, the, the bulletproof vest is to make this easier. But we don't sell the actual plates to make them bulletproof just the carriers um they'll buy a bunch of hydration systems from us because how are they going to drink water over there so now you can go to the racetrack right down the road and bump fuck ukraine um they'll buy a bunch of trauma kits from us they'll buy knives um they buy rope they buy a bunch of bags they just buy a bunch of shit and i love them so, sounds like a bunch of serial killers coming in and just blaming it on the Ukraine, buying all the supplies they need to cut some bitches up and tie tie them into sacks and throw them in the ponta train. Hey, you know, as long as it's not me, go for it. Come back and buy more. I heard you're the number one uh, Slidell supplier of I Did That stickers. Confirm? Uh, well, I wish that I could confirm that. I was thinking about, I was seriously thinking about getting those decals in the store, but we do have some customers that come in that it would, that it would piss off. So, you know, me coming from a corporate background, I still aim to try to please everybody. Corporate background? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The Waffle House is not allowing the stickers. Yeah. The Waffle House background in me has me having the still try to please everyone. So uh, I, I've had to restrain myself from ordering those. But we do have uh, decals that say black rifles matter. 
Okay. People well, love that one. Okay, well, there you go. Hey, so you mentioned our lawyer, and you're going to his house for the fights this Saturday. I'm working, so I can't be there. I, I'm very disappointed. You've been to Chris's house before. I've seen you on his boat. Tell me, true or false, that's too much house for Chris. Currently true. Oh, what does that mean? Currently true. I, I like I like this. Is there a, is there something in the oven here? No, nothing that I'm aware of. But, I mean, if they do plan on having any young lawyers uh, in the future, then it'll be a good-sized house for them. I heard that so they got a, a, I, another dog there, so now Chris has got two two animals with bigger penises than him. Yes, and the and the saw I saw the new dog uh, recently, and um, it's a little puppy, and uh, just to confirm, does have a uh, bigger dingus than Chris. <laughs> I I love that Chris gets a house and then is immediately cucked by ducks in his own pool. Like what, what what's up with the duck situation over there? Hey, Chris can't, can't Chris can't get him out of his pool. Well, can also confirm about those ducks being in his pool and Chris is Chris has turned too soft. I guess during his years of living in uh Honkyville, um he's turned into a, I guess too much of a libertard and um is too scared to do anything about the duck. So he's all about let's save the animals, blah blah blah. Oh, let's just let them be happy, blah, blah, blah. He needs to grow a pair bigger than his little newborn dog and take care of his duck problem before his ducks shit all over the place. Oh, they're shitting all over that place in that house that's got way too much for Chris. Hey, that's pretty cool that you're going to go to the fights, you know, being with Slidell Royalty right there. That's got, that's got to have its perks, right? There's probably going to be a lot of A-listers at this uh, party. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, sometimes you got to shake the hand and kiss the babies, and that's just what I got to do. Yeah, it's it's the power couple of Slidell. They had to go back in order to uh, claim the throne. You know, they couldn't stay in Lakeview forever. Had to had to come home like LeBron going back to Cleveland. What a, what a chode that guy is. I hate him. Who, <laughs> LeBron or Chris? Both. No, LeBron. LeBron's a scumbag. Fuck him. I'm going home. He fucking left. Fuck a dick. Hey, how how many times has Dirt been invited to hang out with you and Chris? Ah. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Dirt. dirt, dirt hey, I haven't seen hey, nearly the snaps from what? Dirt lately. But you know what? In in, in my defense, I can I I can't count. I can't remember any times of Dirt invited me to hang out with him either so fuck him uh, yeah i don't know D- dirt dirt got a new old lady so he probably doesn't even want to come on the pod anymore because uh, every time he gets an old lady he doesn't come on the pod so uh you know dirt's dirt's uh focusing on love right now so b- b- all the love to dirt that we could possibly give him and uh please keep delivering our packages you are the uh everyday hero uh he takes too many days off Oh, I didn't think Dirt ever took days off. He takes days off now? All UPS guys take all sorts of days off. <sighs> fucking, fucking bitch. All right. Jer, it was great having you on here. I love the, I'm envisioning a great tour for the Ukraine guys. Uh, Army Surplus, you're, what, hey, give me the slogan. You're what? I don't Army Surplus and Outdoor. Your connection to the outdoors. And the Ukraine. Thank you, Jer. Hopefully we got some winners here. And uh, let's get it, brother. Harley, as always, it's a pleasure, man. And um, 
Looking forward to doing the same next year, brother. The tradition, like on the Neo, and we out. Yeah.